0: Good day all, welcome to another episode of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, your one and only Dr. Kamala D. here to teach you Bible truth, not my truth, Bible truth. Bible truth allows you to grow in faith and walk in God's amazing grace. Here we rightly divide scriptures that contain the true and living God's word. Remember to pray and ask God for understanding. Put your learning hats on. Get your Bibles. Invite family and friends. Take notes. And let's learn Bible truth. Good day, everyone. Today is Saturday. It is October the 28th of the year 2023. I am the host and founder of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, Your one and only teacher, Dr. Kamala D. I hope this day finds you and your family well, because this is the day that the Lord has made. And guess what? I will rejoice in it anyway. Now, this message is going to bless someone today, and I hope that someone is you. I am going to ask you to do one thing receive your healing. I am going to quote scriptures confirming that it is God's will for you to be healed. Now, as a matter of fact, you have a covenant right to be healed. All you have to do is receive your healing. I'm going to share how you can block healing as well. Oh, yes, you can block your healing. Now, I want you to go to Matthews chapter 8. And while you're looking for Matthews chapter 8, let me share that I will be using uh, different translations throughout this episode. Because when I study, I study multiple translations and go with the one that is closest to the original scriptures or either the, the original text. And I find that uh, several of them are not just close to the original text, but communicates what I want you to actually receive from this message and without me having to work so hard. Now, for those of you who don't know, I know uh, teachers and ministers of the gospel will understand what I'm about to say. But when you share God's word so much energy is burned, sharing it. And and so much virtue comes out of you. You are drained. So, um, after this week, I will be sharing, or shall I say after this weekend, I will be sharing some episodes from some of my favorite ministers and one may surprise you. So I won't tell you now, I'll share with you when, um, that episode comes or when that day comes so are you in matthews chapter 8 and i am reading from the new king james version i will be reading verses 1 through 3. now you guys know y'all know the routine if you are still looking for the scriptures you can pause the tape because you have the ability to do so and when you find it press play and we will be on the same page are you ready for this powerful message, a message filled with healing. this is a good message healing and I hope I set some of you free today. I truly hope I do. I hope the Word of God sets some of you free today. Verse one of Matthews chapter eight, New King James Version. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him, that he and that him is Jesus. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Verse 3, then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Now, these scriptures are out of the quote-unquote norm for healing. Now, how many of you know that I'm, 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 I'm quite different from the status quo? I'm not associated with any cliques. I'm not associated with any denominations, even though I grew up in a Baptist denomination. I'm in the business of sharing uncut Bible truth because I want God's people to be set free. Now, 2 Timothy three sixteen seventeen, 17, the ESV says this, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Verse 17 says that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now, I want you to zero in on verse 17. Scripture is for correction. Okay, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now, when you hear the truth, you should receive it. You should make the necessary changes within your spirit because scripture is spiritual food and you need to receive it. Just like your physical body needs physical food, earthly food. Your spiritual body needs spiritual food. So wherever we find scriptures confirming God's will, I want you to hear me now. We never say, if it be your will. Remember saying, if if it be your will or using the word if as it pertains to God, it will cancel your faith. We only use, if it be your will, if we can't find any scripture in the Bible where God says, this is okay. So right here, we know, we just read where Jesus said, I am willing to a leper who came to him for healing. Right here, God confirmed that his will is for everyone to be healed. Everyone that comes to him in faith, will be healed, including non-believers. Even in the Old Testament, non-believers were healed if they believed. Now, after the fact, they ended up believing. So I want you to go to 2 Kings chapter 5. I'm still reading from the New King James Version. 2 King chapter 5. And I will be reading verses 8 through 14. I am reading. So it was when Elisha or either Elisha, not Elijah, Elisha, who was Elijah's protege. The man of God heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes. He was upset. He was frustrated that he sent to the king saying, why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me talking about Naaman, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Verses nine and 10, then Naaman went with his horses and chariot and he stood at the door of Elisha's house and Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times. Now the Jordan is the Jordan river where Jesus was baptized seven times and your flesh shall be restored to you and you shall be cleaned. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Verse 12, are not the Abnahah and the Parpha, these are rivers, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. Verses 13 and 14 says, and his servants came near and spoke to him and said, my father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, wash and be clean. So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan. According to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. In other words, he was healed. Now, after Naaman was healed, he became a believer. When Elisha, the prophet, sent Naaman to the Jordan River, I want y'all to hear this to wash seven times, it was about obedience, not the water. The water didn't heal him. It was about obedience. The Jordan River was dirty. Elisha was trying to convey that God will heal those who trust, obey, and believe in him. Now, when Christ came to earth, he didn't come to heal. No, he came to die for the sins of the world. He came to seek and to save the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But when Jesus saw the physical condition of mankind, he healed all that came to him. So I want you to go to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, and I'm only reading, you really don't have to go there. I'm only going to be reading verses 37 and 38. Right now, I am showing you scriptures that it is God's will that you be healed. Okay, beginning at verse 37 of Acts chapter 10, it says, That the word, you know, this is Peter talking, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee. After the baptism, which John preached, John's baptism was the baptism of repentance, the baptism of change your mind, stop worshiping idol gods. It was the baptism of changing from apostasy to worshiping the true and living God. Okay. Verse 38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all. I said, healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. So we see right here that Jesus went about doing good, healing all with emphasis on all who were oppressed by the devil. We also see that healing is associated with the word good. It's a good thing to be healed. We also see that being oppressed in any way, shape or form comes from the devil. It doesn't come from God. Now, in verse four of Matthew eight, when I spoke about the leper, after Jesus healed the leper, he told him, See that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest. Now he said, see that you tell no one, because that is not why Jesus came to earth. He didn't come to heal. He came to die for the sins of the whole world, but because of his heart, his grace and his mercy and the condition that he physically saw mankind in, he healed. Now, as for go and show yourself to the priest, that's another teaching. Back then, when you had leprosy, you were isolated from the um, community, the general public. And if you were healed, you had to go and show yourself to the priest so that he could examine your, your boils or your sores and determine whether or not you were healed from leprosy. So, and that was under the laws of Moses. So Jesus was under the laws of Moses when he walked the earth. Because let me share this. This is a nugget. I didn't plan on sharing this, but the Holy Spirit is leading me now. Jesus kept every single law, all 613 or possibly 19 of them so that we wouldn't have to keep them because we couldn't. No one on earth kept the law and no one on earth was saved by keeping the law because they couldn't keep it. So thank God for his grace. His grace came in the form of Jesus the Christ. So. Now, it was because of God's grace he healed back then. But that was not his reason for coming to earth. Like I just said, the new covenant wasn't active until Jesus died on the cross. Jesus was just giving us a taste of what was to come. Now, the new covenant that includes Gentiles, us, anyone that is not a Jew is a Gentile. And I am a proud saved by grace Gentile also included healing to all who believed. Now, therefore, we are under a better covenant. You don't have to be a believer in Christ to be healed, though. But you need to be a believer in Christ to be saved for an eternity. Anyone who believed by faith back then was healed because they received their healing. The same principles apply today. If you believe and receive, you can receive your healing now let's review more scripture go to Hebrews uh, chapter 8 verse 6 you really don't have to necessarily go there because it's one scripture but it's Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6 and you also can write these scriptures down that I call out because I will be reading a lot of scriptures today and then you can read them and study them later and I am reading this is still the New King James Version but now he talking about Jesus has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. Now, those better promises includes healing. Healing along with a multitude of promises are available by faith and by faith alone. Now, Hebrews 11 and 6 tells us, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, God is a rewarder, not a punisher. Remember, healing is associated with good. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, this is after the new covenant was in place because Christ had already died. Hebrews eleven six. So God rewards those who diligently seeks him. Now, don't you agree that being healed is a reward? Now, I don't know about you, but I associate being healed as one of the rewards under the new covenant. Now let's look at Luke chapter four, verses 16 through 21, and I am reading from the new living translation. Verse 16 says, when he came to the village, talking about Jesus of Nazareth, His boyhood home. He went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. Verse 18 says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released or set free that the blind will see, that the oppressed, those who are sick, those who, are, who need deliverance, do, those who are being tortured by demons will be set free. Verse 19 says, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Now, finally, verses 20 and 21 says, he rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. My Lord, my Lord, I feel like shouting. Now, as was custom, Jesus entered the synagogue and read in the book of the prophet Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah prophesied thousands of years prior to Jesus's earthly ministry about things the Messiah would do once he came and died and rose from the dead. Now, Jesus was still uh, living at that time. He had not been crucified. He had not died and he had not risen. But I want you to zero in on verse 18. What Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Now the poor don't have to be poor anymore. People held captive to sin and, and oppressed with sickness will be set free. That's good news to me. I don't know about to you, but that's good news to me. That's one or just some of the promises that is promised to us under the new covenant, even though Christ hadn't died yet, but Jesus was giving them a taste of what was coming after he died and rose But he still healed while he walked the face of the earth. All that comes with the good news is available today. All we have to do is receive it by faith. That's all we have to do, saints. Receive it by faith. Now go to James chapter 5, verses 13 through 15, and I am reading. And this is the New King James, if I'm not mistaken. I just didn't make a notation that I switched. But um, based on what I'm seeing now, because I pre-type my scriptures so so that I don't have to keep switching from Bible to Bible, or from verses to verses, and chapters to chapters, books to books, um, it appears that this is the New King James. So let me read. This is James chapter five, verses thirteen through fifteen. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. This is one of the ways that you can receive your healing by calling on the elders of the church because their faith is supposed to be strong. But this is not the only way that we are healed. And you guys know that already. And plus, I have some up and coming scriptures that's going to confirm what I just said. Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15 says, and the prayer of faith. Uh Uh-huh. The prayer of faith will save the sick. And guess what else happens? And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Now, it is the prayer of faith that will allow you to receive your healing. I want you to go to Mark chapter five and I will be reading verses 25 through 34. Now this is the LSB, the legacy standard Bible, which is one of the most accurate versions of the Bible on the planet. And I am reading verse 25 and a woman who had a hemorrhage or an issue of blood for 12 years, And had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all. She was not healed no matter how much money she spent. And no matter how many physicians she went to, they could not figure out what was wrong with her and could not stop her, her blood from flowing. But rather had had grown worse. This is the latter part of verse 26. Verse 27 says, after hearing about Jesus. She came up in the crowd behind him and touched his garment. Verses 28 and 29 says, for she was saying, if I just touch his garments, I will be saved from this. From what? From her infirmity, from her sickness. Verse 29 says, and immediately the flow of her blood was dried up. And she knew within her body that she had been healed of her affliction. You know when you're healed. Oh, yes, you can feel that healing. Yes, you can, just like this woman did. Now let's read verse 30. And immediately Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and was saying, who touched my garments? Verse 31 and 32 says, And his disciples were saying to him, you see the crowd pressing in on you and you say who touched me? And he was looking around to see the woman who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has saved you. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now, we just read where this woman's faith was so strong, she not only received her healing, she took it. She knew she would be healed just by touching the hem of the Lord's garment. That's how strong her faith was. The Bible says when she heard of Jesus, she went and touched the hem of his garment so that she would be healed. That's what the Bible tells us, saints. This woman's faith was so strong, she didn't need to touch him. She just needed to touch a part of his clothing, and she received her healing. Now, we have nothing to lose by believing in God for healing. We can't worry our sickness away, saints. In fact, worry can't change anything. Worry, which is fear, can block or hinder your healing. Now, Jesus said in Luke uh, chapter 12, verses 25 and 26, and this is the new living translation. This is what Jesus had to say about worry. He says, beginning at verse 25, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And verse 26 says, and if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what a single moment adding a single moment to your life, what's the use of worrying over bigger things. And he spoke in Matthew chapter six, verse 20, verses 27 through 30 about worrying. Listen, Jesus says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And finally, verse 30 says, and if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, meaning that they are dwindled tomorrow, he will certainly care for you why do you have so little faith? Now, before you can receive your healing, saints, you must have faith. Worry is fear. And God doesn't give us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind, saints. So if you have fear, you don't have faith. Anxiety and fear are the same, and they will block your healing. Now, we are reading a lot of scriptures today, saints, because I want you to hear and receive this spiritual food. You cannot grow unless you are fed spiritual food. You cannot grow spiritually saints unless you eat this word into your spirit. So I want you to go to Matthew chapter six, and I will be reading verses 33 and 34. You don't have to go there if you don't want to. It's just two verses. And this is the LSB, the legacy standard Bible. Verse 23 says, but seek first his kingdom. And his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We shouldn't be worried about what's gonna happen tomorrow. We need to be focused on God healing and delivering us today, and providing and protecting us today, because tomorrow is gonna bring some new troubles. We gotta walk in faith every day, saints. So when fear sets in, we need to pray. Go to Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. This is still the LSB, the Legacy Standard Bible. Verse 6 says, be anxious, be fearful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse 7 says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all all understanding or either comprehension comprehension and understanding are the same the legacy standard bible says comprehension your version may say understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus now don't allow your fear to cause you to prophesy your own defeat by speaking death and sickness over your body now proverbs this is so important and people run from this scripture i tell you I'm going to read two different translations of Proverbs 18 uh, verses 9 uh, verses 20 and 21. First is the New Living Translation. It says wise words satisfied like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. Verse 21 says the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences, the consequences of your tongue. The amplified translation says, and I love this verse 20, a man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. He will be satisfied with the consequences of his words. Verse 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. My Lord, my Lord have mercy, Jesus. Now, let me say again, do not prophesy your own death with your words. Don't allow anyone else to speak of death and sickness over you. Don't allow what you see and hear to prevent you from receiving your healing. The word of God is clear. We must walk by faith and not by sight. The justified in Christ shall live by faith, not by what we see. Now, the devil will use his people to speak man's wisdom to deceive you concerning healing. Now, the devil will say things like, it's natural for you to get to get older, weak and sick. Now, that statement is partially true. We all are getting older. Uh, that's a given. Once we are born, the day we come out of our mother's womb, we start to age. But we don't have to get weak and sick. There are people in their 90s, do you hear me? In their 90s, still running marathons today. And you can't do that if you are weak and sick. I've seen 70-year-old fitness trainers. So we know you don't have to be weak and sick, but we are aging. However, we can age gracefully and healthy. We all know older people who get together and compare their sicknesses. They converse and compete about who's hurting the most. I don't know about you, but I hear this all the time. They talk about who takes the most medication and with gladness. I mean, they are happy about it. And they will curse you out if you talk healing over them. The devil has completely convinced them that it is God's will for them to be sick. They speak sickness over their bodies every day. They live sickness and they believe every word they speak about being sick. And let me tell you something. What you receive in your heart, you will have. Stay away from family, friends, and co-workers who talk like that. So I say, receive your healing, speak healing, live healing, and keep trusting God for your healing. Now, Jesus said in Matthew 12, verse 37, this is the ESV. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Now, I know I have some uh, ministers that listen to my ministry and I, am not trying to deceive anybody with these scriptures. Now, Matthew 12, 37, Jesus is talking about, you know, although this verse is referring to those who do not confess him as Lord and savior, our words can and will bring sickness and condemnation on us. Okay. We should never deny our sickness. Instead, we should choose our words carefully because denying the sickness is also denying that God can heal us from it. So, never, but what I'm saying is never own the illness. Say words of healing and deliverance. I want you to make it a habit of saying, I might be challenged with sickness today. I might be challenged. Don't say I'm sick. I might be challenged with sickness today. See, you got to change your words, but I'm healing. Or my healing is on the way. My mother and father may have been stricken with high blood pressure and diabetes, but that doesn't mean I have to have it. My healing is on the way. Now I receive my healing. I don't know about you, but I receive my healing. Now cancer might run in my family. This is what you can say, but I don't have to have it. I will not receive cancer. I receive my healing. I might be challenged with pain today. Don't say, oh, I'm in so much pain like them, like those old people I was talking about earlier always say. They're claiming it and getting sicker and sicker by the minute. You can say, I might be challenged with pain today, but by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. It doesn't matter what my test results say today. I serve a living God who is able to heal and deliver me. I received my healing when sickness first entered my body. Now I'm standing, standing where and on what I'm standing on the word of God. Now, after having done all the stand, I don't care how long your healing takes, how long it manifests in your body. After having done all the stand saints, continue to stand. I don't care what it looks like or feels like walk by faith, not by what you see or feel walk by faith. God is working to heal you according to your faith. Now, if the doctor wants to prescribe you medicine, I'm here to tell you, I take medicine and I am a faith, a a healing faith person. Trust what I tell you. This is what you can say. I will take the medicine my doctor prescribed for me, but my faith is in God almighty. The same God who delivered Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in Daniel chapter three from the burning uh, fiery furnace will heal and deliver you. We serve the same God. He has the same power. I don't care what it looks like or sounds like to non-believers. I not only believe, I know I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Now, do you want to know how I know I'm healed because he healed me? That's how I know I'm healed. And if he healed me, he will heal you. God is no respecter of persons. All you have to do is believe and receive healing is yours based on your faith. Just receive it. Saints. Now, Isaiah, 55 verse 11. Let me quote this. I'm not going to paraphrase. This is, uh, this is the ESV English standard version. It says, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty a void, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. So God says by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. Pull your healing down by faith and receive your healing. You will be healed. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about. It might not happen right away, but stand firm on your faith until your healing is manifested and complete. God is not a man that he should lie to us. The Bible is full of scripture where God healed the sick and raised the dead. People are healed every day. Now stop putting poison in your mouth. So we got to help him now with the physical part. Stop putting poison in your mouth. Stop putting poison in your body. Stop eating everything in sight and, and, and saying, I'm going to live my life to the fullest. Okay. My question to you is what do you mean by the fullest or to the fullest? Do you mean living according to the ways of the world? Now, if that's the case, receive your sickness. Now, if you love the world, the love of the father is not in you and you are an enemy to God. Now, that's what John, the apostle John says in first John chapter two, verses 15 and 16. Now, I know it may be hard, but you're going to have to change your crowd, change the people you hang with. Stop speaking about death and sickness and then receiving it in your body and in your spirit. Stop saying you only live once. So I'm going to live it up. How often do you hear people say that? Stop saying that you can block your healing. You know, don't say I'm going to live it up because I only live once. I only get one life. No, you don't. There's life after death. Now, uh, how you live here is going to determine or what you believe here is going to determine where you go when your life ends here. So, uh, and and also stop saying whatever I want to eat, whatever I want, I'm going to eat it. Remember this, your words have power. Uh your words are very powerful. You can eat and do whatever you choose to. That's true. But there are consequences to your choices. Now, didn't Jesus say in Matthew 12, 37, that for, um, um, for by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Now, no one can curse what God has blessed. So no one else can put a cursing on you. But if you stand in agreement with those who speak condemnation over you, that curse will manifest itself over you. Don't stand in agreement with them. Not while they're speaking words of condemnation over you. Stand in agreement with those who speak healing over you. That's if you want to be healed, then you can receive your healing. Change your conversation. Speak healing over your life and your family's life. Walk in your healing. Tone out any and all negativity around you. The more you speak words of healing in your life, the quicker your healing will manifest itself in your life. Every time I share my story about how God healed me from a stroke, people are in dismay. They listen in disbelief. Oh, but I'm a living witness. Jesus lives. He heals and he will never allow the righteous to be put to shame. God says in Psalms 91 verses 15 and 16, and I'm going to read two different translations as it pertained to this, because these are powerful. Verse 15 says in this Psalms 91, the ESV, when he calls out to me, I will answer him. This is God talking. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. Ooh, God bless you. God bless everybody who hears verse 16 and receive it in their hearts. Psalms 91 verse 16 says, With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. Now, Psalms 91, 15 and 16, the New Living Translation says this, When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. And verse 16, I will reward them with long life and give them my salvation. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Now, these are the scriptures you need to be feeding your spiritual man. Okay. These are the scriptures you need to be standing in agreement with. These are the scriptures that when you speak and put it out into the universe or, or in your personal space, these are the words you need to be receiving in your spirit for your healing verse 16 of psalms 91 says i will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation now if god is going to reward you with a long life what you look like dying at the age of 15 it's not his will for you to die it's his will for you to live it's his will for him to give you long life show you long life and then reveal his salvation to you now my last scripture i wasn't going to read this but the holy spirit asked me to uh, add this go to isaiah chapter 38 i'm going to be reading verses 1 through 6 and this is the esv version and let me start let let me go ahead on and 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 start reading this as i close beginning at verse 1 in those days Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amoz, came to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die. You shall not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Please, O Lord, remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness and with a whole heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Verses four, five, and six says, then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and say to Hezekiah, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will add 15 years to your life. I will deliver you and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and will defend this city. My Lord, bless the name of the Lord. Have mercy, Jesus. Hezekiah was sick with a disease. If you guys uh, don't know the whole story, you can read it. As a matter of fact, read chapter uh, 37 and go on into read chapter 38. When Hezekiah was sick with a disease, when the word of the Lord came to him by Isaiah the prophet, that he was going to die from his sickness. He wasn't going to recover. He did not receive that message. Instead, he turned his face to the Lord and he wept. He wasn't ready to die. Hezekiah prayed. He reminded God that he was one of his faithful servants. God heard his prayers. As a result, God not only extended Hezekiah's life for 15 years, he also healed him. You can read the whole story. Like I said, it it will bless you. God also protected him from his enemy, the king of Assyria. Now, God is good people. We are under a better covenant than Hezekiah was. We don't need anyone to to speak to God for us. Although there's a such thing as intercessory prayer. Of course, we can pray for one another. But when Christ died on the cross, the veil and the temple split in two right down the middle, giving us free access to God. We don't need a middleman anymore. We can go directly to God and be healed. Now, as you can see, Isaiah, God spoke to Isaiah. He spoke to prophets back then, and he spoke through them to go and speak to the people. So remember, when Isaiah came to Hezekiah, he said, thus says the Lord. But now we are under a better covenant. Oh, yes, Lord, we can go directly to God. We can stand in agreement with sisters and brothers of, of like faith and stand in agreement for our healing. But remember, Hebrews eleven six says, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder, not a punisher a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God will reward you with healing when you come to him in faith with all diligence. And with that said, saints, I say to you, receive your healing. Peace out. I hope you were enlightened by this message if you have any questions or comments about this episode, please send your comments or questions to talkingbibletruth.cd@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And if you would like to support this podcast financially, because you were blessed, you can donate from the platform you are listening on. Anchor, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, and more and contribute an amount of your choice. Or you can send your seed to my cash app, dollar sign Dr. Kamala D. That's dollar sign capital D, lowercase R, capital C, lowercase A-M-A-L-E, capital D. Anything you choose to send will be greatly appreciated. Now until next time, saints, remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We as believers walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D., rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope to see you next time.